Greetings, ghouls. Okay, so to bring it to a weird tangent in a tangent within a tangent. Skewed into this tangent. And now, introducing our hosts, the gruesome twosome, Mike and Jeremy. We are fans of the dead. Yeah, they're dead. They're all messed up. Welcome to Fans of the Dead. I'm a bronzed god, Mike. I'm still a pasty white little bitch. Yep, enjoying the sun down here, down in the Cape, having some fun. How you doing, bro? Doing good. Nice long weekend up in uh, New Hampshire, up right on the lake. Good nice. stuff, good stuff. So what is your tropical drink of choice this week? I'm still just drinking beer. I'm a simple. Well, okay. I'm a simple person. It, guess so. <laughs> I always thought you were simple. I'm very simple. This week I'm going with a pina colada. If you like pina colada, I had a bunch of those. Getting hammered in the rain. I had a bunch of those on my vacation. If that counts. Yeah, that's cool. Um, I try to only drink. I, I'm not a huge coconut fan. I'm not but either. Just to, but just as just to sing the song while I'm drinking the like, drink. Like I won't. Yeah. I, I don't like eat coconut, but I'll I'll drink it if it has vodka or whatever rum in it. Cool. That's all. Yeah, I wanted to get a coconut and cut off the top, but apparently that's a bitch and a half. So I'm just going with a fancy solo cup. Like, yeah, so my my father in law who lives half the year down in Florida, so whenever he comes up, I, I'm pretty sure he did last time. He just like brought up a bunch of coconuts because he has a coconut tree in his fucking front yard. Yeah, because that's what they do down there. And we we must have spent like an hour trying to open this fucking thing. Yeah, there's it's like a bowling ball. There's three soft spots, and that's the key. I'll have to look at it that way next time. Yeah. Um, you started last time. Do you want me to start this time? Sure. Top five. All right. Everyone needs a place to escape. My number five, we're going to Hawaii. Hawaii? How are you supposed to say it? I, I feel like Hawaii is wrong. I think it's officially wrong, but I don't know how to say oh, we, it. Correctly. We've been wrong so long we don't care anymore. <laughs> I think so. All right. So. 2009's A Perfect Getaway, written oh. and directed by David Tui. He uh, also wrote Critters 2, The Fugitive, <clears throat> Waterworld. He wrote and directed <laughs> Pitch Black. Uh, mu music is really good in this one. Um, the, it scores by Boris Elkis. He had some Ruhub. Some <laughs> it's not Aswad. <laughs> I think it's Aswad. <laughs> Aswad. Uh, Need Your Love, you know the song, Need Your Love, yep. Each and Every Day. That's pretty cool. So we got stacked cast here. We got Mila Jovovich, Steve Zahn, an incredible Steve Zahn. Now, I always say when I see one of his movies, why isn't this guy in more fucking movies? Excellent in this one. Timothy Oliphant. Sorry, I'm going to butcher your name. Kylie Sanchez, Marley Shelton, and Chris Hemsworth. Another Hemsworth on the list. So Mila and Steve, they play Cliff and Sydney. They're newlyweds on their honeymoon in Hawaii. 
Kauai. Kauai? Kauai. Yeah, sure. That's the one. They're hiking the Kalalau Trail to the most gorgeous dead end God ever made. The only way out is on foot or kayak. Really fun movie. So what happens is they're on this kind of remote island. I mean, obviously, there's a lot of people hiking. It's, it's 11 and a half miles to get to this beach. And they find out on Honolulu, there's been a brutal murder. Two newlyweds have been murdered. And it was a couple that did it. They have like blurry 2009 cell phone, you know, pictures of them. So you can't even see who the fuck it is. Um, but of course, now we keep coming across more couples and every couple seems shady. We, oh. yeah, there's some cool, cool talk about screenwriting and, and that adds into the, the story and plays along to help the, the plot move because Steve Zahn's character is a screenwriter and Timothy has an amazing story that he wants told and he starts talking about, you know, in a good story, you got to have an act two twist, you know, a red snapper. And Cliff is like, a red snapper? What the fuck are you talking about? He's like, you know, a person that isn't who they say they are or some kind of, you know, thing to throw you off. You're like, oh, a red herring. And dude's just like, <laughs> no, I'm pretty fucking sure it's a snapper. I took a class. I would have to say that this movie is outstanding i saw that on a bunch of lists i didn't i didn't uh get to that one but it was it was pretty high up on on some people's lists so i'll have to I'll have to check that one out definitely worth a watch i've seen it a few times because it's a it's a pretty cool love story nice if you like that in your horror if you don't Depends. just show up for the murder there you go all right so my number five we're gonna go to 2007 we're going to take the trip to Mexico City. We're going to go Borderland. Nice. So in Mexico City, while chasing the leader of a cult, Detective Ulysses is forced to watch his partner basically get his eyeballs like scooped out. That was brutal. And the guy's just like, help me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, that's right out of the gate. So I'm like, okay, this is going to be, this is going to be one of those. So... Uh, a year later, uh, teenage Americans, Ed, Phil, and Henry, are they're in a summer camp in Galveston, so they decide to travel to the borderland in Mexico to get laid with Mexican hookers. <laughs> so that's their plan. Uh, one of them doesn't want to go because, I don't know, he's smart. I yeah. Guess. Sometimes you got to go with your instincts. But uh, so, you know, they have a they have a good night. You know, they do their... They do their thing and they're partying. They're like, there you go again. They're partying. They're, they're doing their thing. They're doing stuff. (laughs) Ed, I think Ed was the one who didn't want to go. He ends up getting a crush on the bartender and Sean from Boy Meets World ends up like falling for like his hooker and wants (laughs) to bring, and wants to bring back like a stuffed animal for the, for the hooker's baby. And, uh, well, he gets abducted. By I mean, you know, the, in his defense, he was tripping balls. He was, yeah, true. So, but he was abducted by members of the Paulo Mayombi, or sorry, followers of the Paulo Mayombi, uh, which are basically preparing human sacrifice to get the power of Nganja 
Naganja? They weren't looking for powers of ganja. <laughs> well, it's uh, so it, it's right, ganja so with an N in front of it. Real, so I don't know how to fucking say it. This is based off a real cult, and what they did was sacrifice humans because they believed that somehow that that it's like some sort of Santeria, and they could be cloaked with invisibility while smuggling drugs. And, yeah, while smuggling drugs. This one guy. This is in real life. He. Well, he wasn't invisible, and he gets pulled over, he gets arrested, and he goes to explain that he murdered people so he could get away with it. It's like, maybe you should just, ha- you know, get a lawyer and shut the fuck up. Uh, uh, Sean Astin um, has an appearance in this. Yeah, see, I mentioned this to you when you said that you just watched it. I was like, isn't it funny when Sean Astin plays a dickhead, he he has that lisp. It's true. It's so true. Especially was it like fifty first states when he's like the the big like buff guy. Yeah, yeah. But uh yeah, no, really good movie. So basically it turns into like a rescue mission to get uh to get their friend back. And uh it it it's brutal. It's a brutal movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Okay. My number four. Quatro. My number zero. Fuck. Yes, okay. So I figured since I'm down the Cape, we'll take a trip to the Cape, North Truro, Cape Cod. Wish you were here. Written and directed by Jeffrey A. Brown. We're going to the Beach House. I bet you I know who wishes they weren't there. Everybody. (laughs) Uh, Music by Raleigh Porter has a a cool score. Liana Liberato, Noah Legros. Jake Weber, know him from a lot of shit, Dawn of the Dead, Marianne Nagel. So Emily and Randall are a couple that is, they've got a rocky relationship and they decide to take some time and just be by themselves and vacation at his parents' house down the Cape, way down the Cape. They're basically almost a P-town right there. I think they're a town over. Yep. Uh, but this is off season, so there's not supposed to be people there yet. And they find out that Doc, who's kid's dad, has already basically Airbnb'd the place to one of his college buddies. Or someone he worked with at a college. And it's a great movie that shows that growing old sucks. Yeah, it really and does. And it's the different different generations... And death, mortality, cool movie. There's some body horror in this. And one of the scenes, I had a nightmare about this last week. <laughs> so I, I'm looking at my finger and it looked like this tiny blue drill bit is coming out of my finger. And of course it hurts like a bitch. So I, I go to grab it thinking it's like a splinter or something. And I pull it out. And now it's like a like some kind of worm thing, like a bluish purple. It's like a big vein. It's disgusting. And it, and I pull it and it snaps and it like retreats backing into my, into my finger. So now I've got like this wound and I'm pinching it, trying to get it back and I grab it again and it's stretching and stretching out of my finger. All of this is very painful by the way, until finally it pulls out and it's this like, beetle it's like a scarab beetle from like any egyptian horror you've ever seen 
Terrifying. That has nothing to do with the movie. What the hell did you have like before you went to bed? I don't know. But there is a scene kind of similar. It doesn't have a scarab beetle, but there's this thing just pulling out. And, um, I wouldn't suggest watching this for dinner at a movie. No. Especially if you're having oysters. Very beautifully shot, though. Oh, yeah. And and some of the transitions are just amazing. Mm. Great movie. Can't wait to see what this dude does next. Also, don't be scared. You can check that out in our archives as we covered that movie in long form uh, last uh, last year. Yeah, I watched it down the Cape. And I was like, this would be a perfect fucking movie to do. As long as you're okay with the sounds of crickets. Yeah, we decided to do this one outside. I, I don't, I don't, yeah. whatever. <laughs> it could have been worse. All right, so my number four. We're going to go to the opposite of basically what we've been talking about. Cool summer, fun beaches and this and that. Instead, we're going to go to Mount Holliston. Nice. We're going to go on a winter vacation. We're going to go skiing. We're going to go frozen. It all started in a little town off the coast of Norway. Are you going to make a frozen joke? I guess so. Okay, <laughs> I won't. Uh, so let it go, let it go. He did let it go. That was the problem. Oh, you know what? You got to give him credit. You know, fight or flight. You don't know until you try. Yeah, Parker, Joe, and Dan are three friends who basically they they have this weekend get away to Mount Holliston ski resort and they're trying to get one last ride in. So they bribe the lift guy to basically give them the lift tickets for the you know last second ride and they get the ride in, but then something happens. The guy gets pissed about scheduling conflicts and stuff like that and walks away and just says, Oh, the next two down are like, you know, it ride gets shut, gets shut off. They're all stuck on a ski lift overnight. Well, basically for the weekend, right? Long was it for the whole week. Uh, it was longer than they wanted to be up there. Right. And eventually, you know, so they have to fight frostbite, falling out, and wolves, and shit like that. I mean, it was really very unsettling movie. Very uncomfortable because that, that actually... Like, freaked me out because, you know, one day I may go skiing and now that's all that's going to be in my head. I'm going to be like, I'm going to walk up the mountain. <laughs> Takes you the whole day. Get up there like, come on. Uh, so, yeah. So, directed and written by Adam Green from Holliston. Oh, yes. Just a couple <laughs> towns away from us. The ski lift behind them in one shot is actually Adam Green and Joe Lynch. That was cool. Uh, yeah, I really enjoyed this movie. If you watch the movie Hatchet, there's a news clip of her being. Oh, oh, oh never mind. Spoiler. Ah. But yeah, so yeah, they're, they're closed for the week. So basically, they're stuck there and they have to find a way down. I believe at one point he tries to basically climb, zip, like, oh. yeah, climb up and, and go across. And then. Well, you you know what? You watch it. You'll you'll. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. This is a really good movie. Basically, obviously, one. Uh, what do you like? One setting. 
Like you're on the ski lift this whole movie. Yeah. And there's some body body horror, suspense. Uh, Sean Ashmore, I think, was the the main guy in it. Sure. Yeah, I'm not going to go skiing anytime soon. I don't. I don't go skiing. I usually just hang out at the lodge with my spiked hot cocoa. Nice, cool. What do you spike it with? Little rumple mints. I just throw Bailey's in it. Yeah. Okay. All right. So my number three. I believe we're going to Cancun, Mexico. It doesn't Cancun. really matter where you are, because on the last day of vacation group of friends decide to check out an uncharted Mayan temple. Terror has evolved. 2008's The Ruins. Now, I don't know what the regular ending in this movie is. I have the unrated DVD, and that's the only ending I knew there was, but then I was reading that there's a bunch of different endings to this movie. So I think I, I only saw the I think I only saw the unrated one. Okay, yeah. So I if you have the chance, I would watch that version of the movie if you haven't seen it before. Uh, really cool movie. Sean Ashmore, Jenna Malone, Jonathan Tucker, Laura Ramsey, and Joe Anderson. They all find themselves on the top of a Mayan ruin, like a little, like one of those pyramid with the stairs. And there's a shaft they've been excavating into there. Um, Everyone that goes there turns up missing. And then you like as soon as they get there, they're surrounded by, I guess, indigenous Mexican people or maybe the ancestors of Mayans. I don't know. And they won't let the people leave the fucking ruin. They're like, what no. the hell's going on? And well, it's the plants. There's plants. Mother Nature is a bitch. So uh, good. Speaking of body horror, more body horror in this. And can you imagine if there was a plant and it like inserted itself into you and you you like seen it like bulging in your side and you like uh, you do you cut it out or do you just like oh I'm swamp thing now <laughs> that 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 would freak me out I mean I'd be pulling that shit like out of my leg or trying to yeah this movie is freaky it it's I don't know it's really cool it's another you know, one location movie, kind of. I mean, they're at a beach before and then. Right. Yeah. But most of the movie takes place on the the peak of this ruin. And it's really cool. I, I, I dug it. Apparently, uh, Scott B. Smith wrote the novel. He wasn't even finished with the novel when it got picked up to be the movie. So he wrote the screenplay as well, then finished his novel. So I'd be interested to see how the novel turned out. I bet you it's kick ass. I bet you it has the DVD and yeah, no, that this one's not on my list, but it was one of those where it could have gone either way. It's uh, so such a good movie. All right, so my number three. This is another one that we covered <clears throat> not too long ago. Uh, hold up in the secluded minimalist villa in the middle of the desert. The self-centered, arrogant, and filthy rich businessman Richard can't wait to spend time with his extramarital girlfriend, Jen. Uh, so he flies her out to this discreet location. We're talking revenge. Hell yeah. Great, great fucking movie. Uh, so here's the thing. I mean, do you, 
this is supposed to be like guys weekend, right? Like they're going out, they're doing their, their hunting. Well, so, so the, yeah, he is supposed to go hunting with a couple of his buddies, but they showed up early. She was already supposed to be out of there. They weren't supposed to ever find out about her. Right. Yes. His, uh, Richard's sleazy friends, they, uh, they show up unannounced one day earlier and basically what started as a romantic getaway is now a, a fucking dumpster fire. A crime scene. Yeah. Yeah. As, uh, you know, there's a lot of alcohol and potent psychedelic pharmaceuticals they, going around. They didn't do the psychedelic. Uh, she hid that for later. I thought they did it. No, he said hide that shit. That's why she had it in her like little necklace thing. Her locket. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. But yeah, so next thing you know, they're on the chase for her after things turn uh, pretty, pretty bloody. And there's some the, the scene with the glass in the in the oh the foot. that oh man that was horrible, and yeah, what you said blood. Uh, I believe the director is quoted multiple times saying more blood. But yeah, no, she she realizes the shit bag that Richard actually is, and it, it's she turns badass. She wields a shotgun like no one else. It is a badass movie with a badass soundtrack by Rob, just listed as R-O-B, all capital letters. Great movie. Hell yeah. Love that. All right, my number two is also a movie that we have previously covered. So for this vacation, we're going to a commune located in the province of Halsingland, Sweden. We're going to hang out with the, the Horga. See, I didn't really consider that like a vacation on from is my opinion because they went to study. Okay, two of them went to study. The rest went to fucking party. And party they did. Okay, so Fine. Florence Pugh, Jack Rayner, Will Poulter, and William Jackson Sheedy Harper. Was that who he played on the good place? Cheedy? I think so. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, that was a good show. That was fun. All right, so Danny and her boyfriend take a trip to Sweden with a group of friends to attend a midsummer festival. Oh, uh, yeah. So I don't know what to say about this movie that we haven't said before. I mean, check out the, we have a whole episode on it. I believe it's a long one because yeah, there's about a, an hour and a half. There's a lot to unpack in this one. Uh, I think that was Lauren's first episode. I believe so. Yeah, she suggested the movie, I, I believe. But yeah, this movie is fun. The soundtrack is creepy. Everything is creepy about this movie. Like, even the background will fuck with your brain. And it was mostly shot during the day. So it's one of those rare daytime horrors. Yeah, very bright. Very bright movie. Yeah. And uh, very well done. Ari Oster, uh, I believe his next movie is... Oh, didn't he... Did he already just do a movie? Did he do X or no? No. Disappointment Boulevard coming out next year. An upcoming American comedy horror film starring Joaquin Phoenix, Nathan Lane, Parker Posey, Michael Gandolfini. Interesting. Uh, it doesn't really say much about it, but, you know, who cares? I'm sure it's going to be awesome. It's not going to be a disappointment. <laughs> Skull. Skull. 
And just make sure we are aware of where our ancestral trees are. We can't pee on them. Save that for the toilets. Please. Respect the Horga. All right. So, my number two. Sorry. Gonna need another pina colada. And get caught in the rain. My number two. We're gonna go down south where some tourists embark on a boat ride of the haunted Louisiana bayous. Nice. Where they learn the terrifying tale of local legend Victor Crowley. 2007's Hatchet. Fuck yeah. This was awesome. I mean, obviously, if anyone listens to the show knows, I'm a huge Jason Voorhees fan. I love Kane Hodder. And to see that he found a new home in a franchise was really, really cool. So I was excited to see this. And he did not disappoint. No, this movie is awesome. Uh, so he was a hor- he's a horribly disfigured man who was accidentally killed with a hatchet by the hands of his own father. Uh, but when the uh, boat sinks and the ghost story turns out to be real. Uh, the group- oh, yeah, I sink the boat every night. It's hilarious. <laughs> uh, the group desperately tries to escape the swamp with their lives and all of their pieces. Yeah, I want to hold on to those. Uh, oh god, the, the like the older couple that was in 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 the boat, the guy with like the camera, he great kill on him. I think they like ripped his face like in half, didn't they? It was his wife. Oh, his wife. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, one of the best kills ever. But I mean, this movie is full of them. I believe uh Tony Todd is was was in this one was he in this one or was he in part two? Yeah, uh, he's in this one briefly. He has a much larger role in the second one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Great. Great slasher. Uh, Adam Green thought the character up, brought this to Kane Hodder, and said, "Like, I need you to do this." And I guess I don't know if he was kind of reluctant at first, but he read the script. And he's like, "All right, I'm in. Let's do it." And they've made four movies right now. Yep. All good ones. Hilarious I- movies. Yeah, I saw I saw the pre I still haven't seen Victor Crowley yet, but I saw the preview for it. And uh one of the characters that has been in every single movie, I'm not gonna say which one, fucking funny. Yeah, it so they actually played it on the last drive in. Adam Green and Kane Otter uh, both made appearances. They did a it was like a slumber party episode. So everyone's in their PJs. It was pretty awesome. Yeah, no, it's a great Great movie, great return to that supernatural slasher kind of kind of guy. Yeah, campy and fun. Yeah, exactly. So here we go. Drum roll, please. Number one. And I want a steel drum roll. Steel drum roll. Yes. Okay. <clears throat> So, legend has it that a rum runner got caught up in a storm and he was shipwrecked on a remote island. And he would have died if it weren't for a monkey who was skilled at mixing daiquiris. There's a little place where the sun sleeps late, pours herself a shot of tequila. It's a little place called Pleasure Island. That's where I'd like to feel ya. 
we're going to Pleasure Island, Costa Rica for 2004's Broken Lizards Club Dread. <laughs> okay, so this is a horror comedy, and I have to say this is one of my favorite movies. I don't know it of all time, but it is so much fun. It's one of those movies you got to watch every now and then. We've got Brittany Daniel, Jordan Ladd. She was in Death Proof, Cabin Fever, Satanic Panic. The whole Broken Lizard comedy troupe uh, wrote this movie. and They all star in it. But my favorite character is by far Coconut Pete, played by the late, great Bill Paxton. And this is one of my favorite roles. He's such a great actor. Any role that he's he does, fantastic. he goes he was, all he in. Great. He was so good in this. Like, I believe, like, I listened to the soundtrack and I'm like, you could believe he's a real person, Coconut Pete. No, it's 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 awesome. So the movie starts off, and you see that there's a a weird poncho wearing killer, and it goes like right away. It's like one hour earlier, and it shows like everyone kind of pissing off everyone else, and it's creating such a like a who done it. Because everyone could have done it. So Brittany Daniels' character, yeah, her character, she's a fitness instructor. And she just got like a big promotion. She was like a dancing girl, not a dancing girl, but like a, you know, background extra. And now she's like the lead person because the lead person accidentally ate some rat poison. And it's just like a lot of shit like that. It's just funny. It's just like, well, this guy could be well, the new guy. It's, it's obviously the new guy. He's he's shady. This guy's shady. Uh, yeah, so everyone's a suspect. And they believe there's an old urban legend. Well, not urban legend. It's a, a story they tell to the tourists about the dickless machete Phil. So ba- basically, it, it's Margaritaville, but with coconuts. So, so Pina Colada Berg is this guy's like claim to fame and they're doing like a, even like a little guitar circle around a fire. Those drunk girls like, can you play Margaritaville? I fucking love that song. He's like, I think you mean my song Pina Colada Berg, which I wrote <laughs> long before that asshole, seven and a half years. That son of a son of a bitch. <laughs> I'll have to check that one out. You haven't seen it? No. Oh my god, dude. This is Yeah, for for our outside movie that we're doing next month. Uh this was definitely on my my short list of movies that that we we could have done. Um yeah. Wicked fun. Nice. All right. So my number 1. Number 1. I mean, I suppose any of the movies in this franchise could probably be considered a vacation because People go camping. Friday the 13th, part three. Is that what you're going with for number one? No. Okay. Part four. Oh, my God. Well, there was one of two movies, and you know what? I like this one better. I'm sorry. You know what? I'm sorry out there, everyone in the airspace that is listening to this show. And me? What about me? And you. And you. We could go with my original pick. What was the original pick? My original pick was going to be Jaws, but I feel like that's been beat to death, too. Yeah, okay. I mean, I'm glad you didn't go with Jaws because they live there. Exactly. I mean, the main character is just doing his fucking job. (laughs) It's like the opposite of vacation. 
And well, the people that are on the beach and stuff like that, a lot of people went on vacation. Yeah, yeah. I, like I just kind of glossed over how my number one, they work at a resort, so it's, it's literally people <laughs> working. But it's a vacation spot. Yeah, yeah. So okay. But anyway, we'll just go through the this final point. chapter. The final chapter. The final. The final chapter before the next seven movies. So after being stabbed in the head by Chris Higgins, Jason Voorhees is believed to be dead and is taken to the hospital for an autopsy, blah, blah, blah. We all know what happens. Uh, a group of teenagers end up moving in next door and stereotypical Friday the 13th fashion. Jason is resurrected in the morgue and just picks off teenagers one by one. I liked th- I liked the teenagers in it. Two, I'd say, the hottest twins in the franchise, but I think they're the only twins in the franchise. Uh, Crispin Glover, Paul Hell Barton. yeah. Dead fuck. Best dance ever. Second best dance in the franchise. Are you going with Violet number one? Hell yeah. But I, I just, I really liked how had Ted White played the character. Just a lot more uh, aggressive and brutal than, than it had been in the past. Uh, Corey Feldman, young Tommy Jarvis, they meet at the end. It's it's just a – I love the movie. It's one of my favorites. So that's what I went with. Nice. Yeah, I did – like when I was starting to write down ideas for, for this I almost went Jason Takes Manhattan. I, I did put three on my list. It was one of the first ones to come off though because I was like, eh, you know, we talked about all of those movies in length ad yeah. nauseum. Yeah, no, it's it's true. I there was a couple others I left off. I left Hostel off. Um, yeah, I I almost did Hostel. I went to I went with Teresa's instead because there was more bikinis. Yeah, I mean we could have gone Evil Dead. We could have gone Hills Have Eyes. Yeah, although I feel like with Hills Have Eyes, I feel like they never actually reached their destination, didn't they? No, that they was get, the point. Like, they they broke down. Right, so that was more of like a road trip kind of thing because right, they never yeah. actually reached their destination. No, that that'd be like National Lampoon's Vacation. Right, um, you yeah, could say yeah. American, you know, American Werewolf in London. Also, the guys backpacking in 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 England. True. Uh, another fun mention, I would say that. So I watched this movie knowing, going in that it was gonna be silly. But it ended up being better than I thought. Zombie Spring Breakers. <laughs> that one was was pretty pretty funny. Yeah, I guess that's it. We get any fan feedback? Oh shit! Hell yeah, we did. Fan feedback. Oh man! All right, so Drama Llama said Jaws for his vacation movie we got uh dan suggested the descent and then he said so it has dawned on me i have recommended the descent before so i gotta include hostel and the hills have eyes both of them oh and by both of them i don't know if he means part one and two or the old one in the remake which i did enjoy i i mean the original is awesome the remake was pretty fucking terrifying as well lauren said the ruins it has body horror man-eating plants amputations and ancient ruins to explore everything to make your spring break vacation memorable 
Nice. Yeah, I didn't really get much. Just I just got a bunch of likes. Well, everyone likes vacations. Yeah, so I mean, give us uh, give us something more than a like. Give us give us some give us some feedback. Yeah. So we did a little topsy turvy this month. We did our tangent second. So our next episode, well, our next episode is going to be an interview, right? Yep. Yeah, we have Laura Ellen Wilson coming back on the show. I'm really, really excited about that one just because she's been busy as shit. Like, I remember when we last talked to her, she was, you know, saying how like, she had a lot of stuff, you know, starting to line up. But because of COVID, you know, she hadn't really been working. But she's she's pretty much made up for that. She's got a movie. I'm, I don't know if it's out just yet, but it's called Project Skyquake, where she actually just won Best Actress at the uh, Las Vegas uh, Film Festival. Nice. So, man, I'm excited. Yeah, very exciting. Uh, we got a few things coming out next month. Um, so, basically, we're just going to enjoy our vacations. You should enjoy your time as well, whether you're vacationing or not. So, any suggestions for a future tangent? Fans of the Dead Podcast at gmail.com or suggestion for a movie you want us to break down. Anything. Follow us on Twitter at Fans of the Dead One. Check out our YouTube channel. Got a couple ideas for upcoming little funny things. Nice. But uh yeah. Yeah. Uh check us out. We're on Instagram, Fans of the Dead Podcast. Uh Facebook, just Fans of the Dead. Uh fans of the dead.com is our website. You can check out all of our episodes. You can see all of our YouTube videos. You can buy a t-shirt if you want. I was actually thinking maybe we should do a uh, t-shirt giveaway soon. Hell yeah. Giveaways are fun. Yeah, I agree. Let me do some trivia or something. Yeah, we'll do we'll do that. I got I got plenty of plenty of shirts here. Was that you kicking a box of shirts? <laughs> it was. Those sound like heavy shirts. All right, I uh, I gotta go pack because I'm gonna leave it. Oh no, wait, just kidding. I'm back. <laughs> I'm on vacation. I forget where I am. He, you just got back from vacation. What Sorry, are you this talking is about? You're this going is week again. This is week two. <laughs> Cut that out. <laughs> Cut that out of there. Uh, yeah. So that does it for us. As always, have fun. Be safe. Peace. listening to the prescribed films podcast network home to hundreds of hours of free podcast entertainment the shows on this network all have a common goal providing you with the best discussions about movies and other forms of entertainment media the pfpn hopes to fill your ear holes with audio joy visit our website with links to all the other amazing shows at www.thepfpn.com thanks for listening